have Future Wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the season finale of the Two Units podcast. It's a bumper show this week as we approach the festive season. We've got all of our normal segments. We've got the supper, pack your nags. Uh, unit of the week, and we're going to be debuting the stewards' room, which involves you, the the from the Twitter sphere. And uh, we're out at the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foot. Joining me is the great man, the Sultan. Welcome, brother. Yeah, great to be here, mates. And uh, look, I know we set off the top of the season, which is you know how how many forty odd shows deep or whatever that we're going to come up with a new segment. Well. We've come up with it in the last segment of the year. So we're intuitive here. We, we show initiative at, at the Two Units podcast. We're absolute freaks, aren't we? We, we, <laughs> we deliver on what we promise and, and here it is, the stewards room, but not just yet because we've got a couple of things to just to just pump through before we, before we get everyone out of order and uh, pump in some, some new blood. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut, Combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. Supper time. And I'm going to kick it off, Salts, because there's a reason we didn't have a Thursday show or a show last week. And that's because of Thursday weddings. And I'm bringing Thursday weddings to the supper because I think they're group one areas. So you have your big celebration on your Thursday. You back it up on the Friday with the big recovery party. Uh, which we know the recovery party almost these days is nearly outrunning the wedding in terms of celebrations. Everyone really gets stuck in. So you get the wedding out of the way Thursday, recovery Friday, and all of a sudden your feet up watching Ballarat on Saturday going, <laughs> I've got two days to get over this. I reckon it's good areas. Yeah, that is that is a good point because I was going to come at you with sort of an opposing viewpoint, sort of devil's advocate, but the whole – Having Saturday free, that's a good point because I was at a wedding once on a Saturday and I, I was turning it sideways, left, right, <laughs> centre. And and my mate that was getting married goes, mate, you you got to watch all the races. I go, mate, this is work. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I do in my downtime when you're not saying your vows is up to me, mate. Don't worry about me. But um, look, congrats to Shiny. We know he's a big listener of the show. Is there is there a little bit of selfishness about it? it says, look... You, you're getting me a present and you're taking two days off work. If you're self-employed, basically your, your gift to me is about $2,000. Yeah, I respect it. I got, it's like your one time. Says cop life. this. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't argue weddings. If, if it's their second or third wedding, they can absolutely get in the sea, but you do it once and you do it right and mm. and, I, and I'm all for it. But Friday weddings are also pretty – I got married on a Friday. They're also good because you can incorporate the races into your recovery party, which – Gets you know when you hang around with obviously like-minded people, you got your mates there. It can be yeah, pretty been fun to plenty of those. Pretty good times. Yeah, yeah, pretty fun day as well. Yeah. So Thursday, um, I think we one thing we can settle on his ults is late, late in the week weddings. I think we're definitely in agreement with those. Yeah, shout out to Kirby Orman. I tore up the tipping at his recovery party one Saturday. It was a fill up for all involved. <laughs> I can't even remember that. Did you? I was, I was, it was everywhere, mate. Sectional Street was just cutting laps around him down in Dramana. Hey, romantic warrior. He's coming to the supper. What an effort. Mm. Like, 
I've made it pretty um, obvious that I don't follow the Hong Kong racing. It's hard enough, like if you want to follow it in depth here, keeping up with all the racing. So I don't pay any attention to it, but I did watch the feature races on the weekend. That was very impressive, Golden 60. But Romantic worried to do what he did off the prep he had in Australia and then go over there off a limited prep. And I loved um, the jockey vision. One of the jockeys wore a jockey cam and it gave a, mm. a great insight into the race. And it just... It, Whatever jockey was wearing that jockey cam just followed Romantic Warrior everywhere it went, had the softer run. He got flushed out earlier, J-Mac, on Romantic Warrior. But on that jockey cam, you can just see the horse. He's just a fighter and he knew where the post was. What a terrific effort. That was a great win. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And Danny, Danny Shum, training performance, my God. <laughs> Exceptional stuff coming out of the Cox Plate, mate. But mm. Yeah, good to see you just getting a little bit serious and recognising some international racing and the suffer salts. Usually, uh, usually this is the time to bring some Christmas movies. Bit of Love Hard, I think, from last year. You're, are you still in love with the girl from Love Hard as as you love are this hard. year? Hard. Who was in that? One? I reckon you called her the most perfect looking human ever. Fair income. Yeah, there was that one that we watched. Where I think she- it was Love Hard. Had a, had a pretty. It's nice. Yeah, had a pretty on top of my list pretty sort of b-grade yeah that's the one where it was the guy that was posing as someone and she goes there it's just a horrific movie she's pretty hot (laughs) that bird though she got me through it i stuck (laughs) through it that goal regulation size are one oh you will listen to every damn word i have to say i see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck i'll come pack your nags time for the final time in 2023 so I'm going to go pretty hard today, Salas, because I need to sort of really just get all this energy out before Christmas and the new year. Are you going to go sort of SEN style, sort of clickbait <laughs> style here and go yeah. hard at something and cut it up? This is my oh no for the week, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, What a ride, Tyler Schiller, too. I'm sure connections be wrapped with that. Um, <laughs> hey, the first one I'm sending packing this week, um, Silent Discos. So I was out in South Yarra for a mate's 30th a couple of weeks ago, just having um, just having a couple of beers out on, on Chapel Street and just groups of silent disco goers walking through the street of Chapel Street with headphones on, dancing, carrying on, thinking they were the bee's knees. If you need to manufacture fun in that manner, you are not a fun person. It was no, nah, I'm just not having it. It's pathetic. It's cringe. Yeah, it's awful. Basically, it's cringe. Yeah, if and listening, and you've been involved in it. Then uh, I don't think the unit army it. would be yeah, involved well, in that. That's unit, why I feel this is a safe space to. Yeah, it is a pack. safe space. Yeah, mm. it's a safe space to make people feel unsafe, and I like it. <laughs> That's hey, um, like speaking of a safe place, my local coffee shop's my safe place. I go there every day. I just take a seat. They know my order. It's fantastic. Is that the little sort of garage? Yep. Yeah, yep. it's a nice one. Make yeah. a coffee in Richmond. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what. So there's only, there's one Age newspaper and there's one Herald Sun newspaper. I'm a Herald Sun man. I'm unashamedly a Herald Sun man. Mm. Um, so I go for the Sun. But there's some people that just sort of are paper hogs. So they'll finish the paper and they'll just sort of, I don't know, they'll, they'll meander around it or or they'll sort of show half interest in it or they'll be sitting at a table of three people and they'll just have the paper there and glance at it every now and then. Nah, 
if you're reading, if you're in a cafe, you're reading the paper or you're putting it back up in the public space for other people to access and I've just had enough of it. Do you ever get on the front foot and go, you know what, I'm going to sort of guilt them into giving me the paper? Because I think I've unintentionally been a paper hog before, but it's not my intention, so I might just squeeze at it. And then if someone comes and asks me, I'm like, oh, no, no, all yours, mate. Yeah, almost daily. I'll assess their their vision and and I'll I'll do a quick calculation of the percentage of their vision that's aimed towards the paper and you're doing the, where. you're doing the form on someone reading the paper. <laughs> if they're glancing at any less than eighty percent of their time, I'll go up and say, "Hey, mate, you you read that paper or what?" <laughs> yeah, that's such a good call. I don't mind it, um, mate. I'm I've got one here, and it's it's a bit of a long run because it's Christmas movie time, as I sort of mentioned in the supper. And there's one guy that's just got to go, and that's Peter McAllister, who is the father of Kevin McAllister in in what we know as Home Alone. So this guy is not fit to have children in any way, shape, or form. So he's got to go. So don't <laughs> don't let the twelve bedroom house that they live in and the successful business career fool you, because this bloke's an absolute deadbeat. So I watched the first one the other <laughs> night, and the overreaction the night before the holiday, by both mum and dad in this instance, is an absolute joke. So you've got an eight-year-old son. He's eight in this movie, Salts. He's starving. (laughs) He only eats cheese pizza and he spilled some soft drink, right? Like things happen. You're eight. You're going to spill soft drink. Of course. It went over some documents, right? That's, that's That's not great. But to be banished to the attic for the night for spilling a bit of soft drink and then the kicker here, this is where the bad parenting really sort of started to irk me because his older brother sits there and calls him a disease and then the <laughs> freeloading Uncle Frank calls him a little jerk and mum and dad just sit there and let them just have their way with little Kev and I'm just not having that. And then I know like the next day they woke up late and, you know, he's eight so he needs help packing. He's in the attic. He's eight years old. Yeah, he's eight years old. Like, how have they not, A, helped him with his luggage to the car in the morning and then, B, at the airport? Like, he gets to the airport. What do you expect him to do? Fill out his immigration? Put his passport (laughs) number? Like, how are you forgetting him at the house and then the airport? It's extraordinary stuff. It's glossed over. His parents are criminals. That's actually criminal neglect. If that happened in Australia, he'd be up in foster care. uh, This is, like, this is the thing. And then... I know I'm going to harp on about this, Salts, but this really got me off guard the other night. When they board the plane, they the parents head to first class and they just expect that Kev's heading back to coach and he's all good. Don't you so, know with your message. Yeah, but that's <laughs> she's an adult. When, when the plane takes off, right, it's it's. I was writing notes when I was watching this. I was a, It was terrible. When the plane takes off, it's daylight, and then when she notices he's not there, it's dark. So you've just let your son sit in coach for hours. Call fucking child support, mate. This is not on. Yeah. yeah. So the McAllister family, in particular, Peter, you didn't even bat an eyelid. Pack your nags. Yeah. It's explosive analysis, but it's a great point. It's it's a much loved and talked about movie, but the, the poor kid was legitimately abused and it was made light of. And it's no surprise that Macaulay Culkin in real life turned to heroin. I hey, think that could have been that could have been a contributing factor. No, I don't know. A couple of nights at Neverland and you'll start <laughs> shooting up heroin as well. 
Hey, <laughs> road protests. So you see around the world where people start protesting and their form of protest is just to sit across a main highway and block the traffic. It's just extraordinary. And I, I often see videos pop up of people running them over. There was actually a bloke in, I think it was like Guatemala, just pulled out a nine millimeter and, and went rogue. Um, you know, that's obviously a little bit too far, but yeah, just that- protesting on the road and blocking traffic. How is you protesting climate change or oil or whatever by just pissing everyone off going to do your cause any good? I'd say it's having an adverse effect. Those yeah. images off the, um, just off the, what was it? The, the Balti? Was it just off the Balti Bridge? Those ones Were they protesting there? Yeah, they were just oh, really? off like, as you go down onto like... Uh, oh, come on, man. As you get off near the tunnel. Anyway, yeah. um, it was infuriating. I wasn't mm. even on the road. I was just looking at the pictures. English literature, US presidents, my wife, the tramp, burning dog poo and the human response, reflections of society and literature, reflections of society and literature. It is now time for the Stewards Room, the newest segment on the block of the Two Units podcast, where we put out the we put out the tweet and you give us the questions and Saltz and I are going to do our best to work through your questions. Um, thanks, Eric Gordon, for the stinger <laughs> as, as well. We had some good questions come in, Saltz. I want to throw some prizes, I think, around today. I'm feeling it's festive. I'm feeling generous. My cupboard's overflowing with like T-shirts it, like and hats. It. So mm. there's a little bit um, there, and there's a, there's a big range of questions, horse racing related and all sorts, but we'll get into them. Uh, Sam at Buzzerbeater, he wants to know oh, He wants to know about your wardrobe, Saltz. He wants to know, did you have those suits already ahead of working at .com, or were they specifically purchased for the coverage? Uh, good question. Um, it's a little bit of half-half. So... Um, you know, you, you build a wardrobe over the years, of course, as, as we all do. My sizes have fluctuated quite heavily um, over the years, unfortunately. But uh, And then the other half, our great friends at Peter Jackson, um, stock up wardrobe there at .com and you can just uh, have your access, mate. So a little bit of both. Good question. You know, do you have any... Uh... Any tarot cash left from your Leavers dinner still, or is that in the uh, is that sort of out of the size realm now? Because you're looking good at the moment, so I'd say you said unfortunately, but I'd say fortunately because you're fluctuating back to sort of peak areas. Yeah, back down. Um, look, the tarot cash cupboard. I've left my tarot cash. Um, I, I store that at <laughs> your home. Own individual yeah, cupboard. yeah, it's an individual tarot cash cupboard. It used to be for for going to court, but those days are behind me now. <laughs> Hey, question for you um, from Sammy Hicks. What product do you use in your hair and how much does he need to spend on a hair transplant to look like you, noting that you went to Turkey for yours? <laughs> you had no idea that people went to Turkey for hair transplants until <laughs> I sent you that reel yeah, last yeah, week. What are you trying to give me a hint? <laughs> yeah. um, look, well, we just know this is El Natural, but i tell you what I do use, Sammy Hicks, for some product is Mr. Muck, but using the black label, which has a hint of Chanel in it. So not only do you get Scented. this beautiful, perfect hold, you also get a nice fragrance. So Muck by Chanel, the collaboration you need for Christmas, Sam. Yeah, look, Sammy, if you, if you're, if you do care, mate, I'm an uppercut man myself. 
<laughs> Your new wave. Remember the old new wave, Jill, with the purple lid, the pink Oh, yeah. We well, had one guy that used to just do the top of his hair and leave the back of his hair all fluffy. Yeah, I had an absolute veranda going on with that thing. That was yeah, straight off. It was good stuff, that. <laughs> absolute ramp. Uh, Paul C. Oh, did a lot of .com. Now that Salts is a celeb on .com, when is he appearing on Love Island? Would you ever do a reality show, do you reckon? Or is that nah. just like, yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't. I... I reckon I'd cop a negative edit. <laughs> I don't know. I could either be just an absolute national hero or just a national disgrace. And the thought of being the latter just doesn't sit well with me. Um, but if any of the girls from Love Island, you know, want to say hello, look, I'm not going to be opposed, but look, I'm not going to go on it myself. <laughs> hey, um, We've got a racing one here. So yeah, Maddie McClure, what, what's your favourite win of 2023 footy? It's a good question. I sort of broke this up a little bit into um, racing and pocket, and I didn't. I couldn't really find a good combination. I think my favourite win would have to be in secret in the new market. Um, mm-hmm. Dean Holland. There's so many stories attached to that. It was like the pickup ride, Dean Holland's ride. Obviously, what's occurred there. Um, just the win in itself was just <laughs> absolutely explosive. Mm-hmm. So that would be my favourite win and then from a pocket point of view people would probably expect Lem Picker but I reckon Hustler, finding Hustler War in the Port Adelaide Guineas is my favourite bet of the year. Yeah nice was, <clears throat> excuse me, my win of the year is pretty straightforward, it's the Melbourne Cup I just loved that, um, so without a fight of course, the whole Mark Zara thing choosing the right horse but also as well, there just is too much negativity in terms of mainstream media sometimes and people from the bleachers just about horse racing and and its decline and and its um place in society well the melbourne cup just said well horse racing is here to stay it was the images the race it it still stops a nation and i love it it's going to keep doing it yeah great call uh Let's head back off. <laughs> There's a lot of people intrigued in your life. It's because you're a little bit of an enigma, I think, Salts. You don't sort of give too much away. But Zero Three Comms wanted to know, is Salts a chance to play Super Rules this year? We need a utility down at the Peninsula Raiders. Um, look, no. I can barely go for – I couldn't go for a run around the block without having to spend a couple of days at the physio. But – to be to be fair, you could stick me in the. I'd honestly kick twelve every week if you stick me in the goal. There square. he is. But I'd have I was to, worried early doors, yeah. but there he is. He's back. But I'd have to have four or five weeks off after, so it just wouldn't be worth it. Um, does it's quite concerning that like that's a legitimate question too? Because I read that being like, yeah, super rules, and then I actually looked at it and like we could actually play super rules. So it's, it's yeah, it's extraordinary. So it's, could Scotty Pendlebury. It's quite outrageous. Yeah, that's a good point. That makes me feel a bit better. Hey, uh, Dan Bowman, Warnable Trainer. Um, this is a good one, actually. What's the greatest sledge you've copped over the fence? Oh, I like creative sledges. Um, there's like you just cop it. It's actually absurd how much you cop it. A lot of it's white noise. <laughs> Can you hear a lot of it? Or is a it lot of it's white, white noise yeah. when you do the big games. But I've spent plenty of time not doing those. <laughs> um, so you do hear them. I did have a couple of years ago. I think I might have shared this on the podcast already, but it was North Melbourne Bulldogs and I was stuck away in a pocket and someone's just given me the at the top of their voice. I think there's 20,000 there, given the big your shit foot. And then someone about four or five rows back has come over the top and your podcast is shit too. That was was one of my favourites because you can cop that, but the second one, like that that cut deep. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do anything about it and it hurt. So 
I reckon uh, I reckon that's not bad. It's uh, it's pretty good. So the final one here. This is one of the great Australian questions from Timmy W. He wants to know what are your rankings from one to six, and this is shapes related: barbecue, pizza, chicken crimpy, cheese and bacon, cheddar and savoury. I'm pretty confident with mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident with mine. What do uh, you got? Um, let's let's work through it together. Oh, right, I'm, I'm pizza one. I'm pizza one. Yeah, I'm barbecue two. I'm barbecue two. Um, cheese and bacon three. I'm cheddar three. Okay. Um, I can't keep up now with what I'm just going to say. Mine: pizza, barbecue, cheese and bacon, mm-hmm. cheddar, savoury chicken crimpy. Mm, okay, so I'm I'm uh, pizza, barbecue, cheddar, chicken crimpy, cheese and bacon, savoury. So cheese and bacon's the outlier between us. That's where we split. Yeah, but uh, um, hey, it's hard was- hitting. That was some great podcasting there, I reckon. Yeah. Hey, how's the how's the debut feel for you of the stewards room salts? Because I feel pretty good about it. I liked it. I, anytime I hear Eric, the little weasel, <laughs> in the uh, in a stinger, you gotta love it. When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet: Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Salts specs time uh, for the last time in 2023 and proudly brought to you by Top Sport. Thanks to Tristan Merlihan and the team at Top Sport for supporting us all throughout 2023. We certainly couldn't do this without you. Well, we could, but we probably wouldn't want to. So thanks to those guys um, for getting on board and supporting the show. And so we're going to take a bit of a dive into Caulfield this week. We've just got some Caulfield tips. We haven't ventured west. We haven't got too sexy. We're just going back to basics and finishing the year off with a bang. Yeah. So the rail's 10 metres at Caulfield and and a good four track. And and so what I had heard prior to Caulfield on – Thursday, which is the rail 10 metres good for, was that they were keeping the inside section really firm so so it didn't sort of chop up too much and then they were going to irrigate it ahead of Saturday so that perhaps Saturday, um, you know, wasn't going to be hot fence, still an advantage to be on speed rail 10 metres. But watching the races from Caulfield so far today, um, you can win from off the fence as mm-hmm. well. So it sort of is boding well for the track conditions Saturday, there are strong westerlies. And whenever there's a strong, Caulfield is, a lot of racetracks are, but Caulfield is very affected by wind. And whenever there's a westerly, you don't want to be fencing runs. So I've sort of thought that horses that can be one out, one back, or or even outside lead or, or three back, one off, might be the ones to find. Is it strange, just question without notice, that they have gone plus 10, plus 10, Thursday and Saturday. Like, like, that seems a bit strange to me. I thought they might have shifted it. Like, you see that a lot throughout the carnivals and when meets and you have race days backing up. It does seem an anomaly. I Yeah, it's without notice, so I don't know, without looking it up. But it is strange to, to have it in the same position, particularly being out that far. Mm, I guess they've got weather on their side, so it is what it is with that. Hey, let's kick off in race three. It's a benchmark seventy over the mile, and you got some nice value to start us off, mate. 
Yeah, a horse that went up well over the odds. He's been met with a little bit of market support is the three Piaggio. So he had the back of Toronto Terrier first up at Sandown and got out sprinted by that horse. It was a day that was very difficult to make ground, but Toronto Terrier is a nice enough horse. And, and he was also, I think, second or third up, whereas Piaggio was first up in his second Australian preparation. It was the best figure he's run in Australia to date. So um, you know, one of those horses that we've we've seen in the past where they can take a prep to really get going in Australia, and that might be him. And in a fast run race, he was strong to the line over fourteen hundred meters. So I thought second up, sixteen hundred meters looks a great recipe for him. And there's not a great deal of speed underneath either. So I was speaking before about sort of settling off the fence. Well, there's a good chance he might be able to roll forward for Celine Gordray taking a couple of kilos off and and position himself outside the leader. And if that's the case, then uh, I think he'd be going very close. Well, he's been well supported. He's sort of 950 into 6 bucks already today. So that's Piaggio in race three. That's race three, number three, four salts. Hey, Yeah, let's skip ahead to race six now, mate, because it's a, a contest of benchmark 70 over 2,000 metres. A bit of an open affair, but you found a little bit of value. Yeah, I have. I like Brungle. Brungle Raider here for um, Henry Dwyer and Will Price combines sort of eleven bucks three fifty. Looking at a little one by threeer, he resumed in sixty four grade over the mile first up. That was in a farcically run race. He sat off the speed, went ten point two lengths slower than benchmark to the six hundred, and he got home um, well considering. But he'll be much better suited out to two thousand meters. I like where he's in at the weights here. He gets up to 70 level, but they've opted to claim um, with him and gets in four and a half kilos lighter than what he was first up. Just looks to do no work. I, I think he's over the odds, Brungle Raider, at 11 bucks and 350 in the six, mate. Um, we'll skip on to race number eight now, which is a benchmark 70 over 1,400 metres. And I think they might have the Moody and Coleman team. I'm not sure. I think... Um, just looking at the siren dam here, Nick Foot. No, it might be named after me. He's handsome. You like him, mate? <laughs> oh, I didn't know where you were going with yeah, that. That was crap. Oh. It was right. <laughs> um, yeah. So this guy was scratched last Wednesday. Sandown was keen on him, um, and then he was scratched in the last at at Werribee on the weekend, and oh, it turned out he was. It turned out to be a uh, tough choice, if you don't mind. But mm-hmm. he's handsome. He's just flying. He was good a couple back at Geelong. He absolutely put daylight to third. He sat on the back of the lead and just left him for dead. Home the fastest sectionals of the meet, 10 lengths inside benchmark, and overall race time was quite good. And then last up behind Jimmy the Star, well, he looks to be a nice horse at Cranbourne, and that's you know that's one hundred and seventy five thousand dollar class three that he's out of, and he was held up and forced to dart back towards the inside, which was inferior going on the day. Out of that, he's beset comes through that race as does Tasman Park. He's beset gets the blinkers on first time, but also he's handsome now from the class three to a benchmark seven. He actually meets those horses better off at the weights uh, after a Carleen Heffel claim taking a kilo and a half off as well. So he's flying. He'll just stalk the back of the speed and. Uh, yeah, I'm keen he'll have last crack, and uh, he's probably the the best bet on the program for for me at Caulfield on the weekend. Yeah, four forty. He's handsome in race number eight. That's race eight, number eight for Saltsy. Uh, race number nine, mate. It's an open handicap, and it's fourteen hundred meter race, and the units going head to head here. You found a little bit of value. Yeah, I don't mind my Khalifa here. Um, 
the horse. But I tell you, he was good. It's me every every time. every time. And every time I close my eyes, I can tell all you sickos out there listening that know you sickos. Every time I close my eyes, I don't see a racehorse. I'll tell you that much. But he was very good first up, Morfittville, under 61 kilos, rattled home over 1,200 metres. And then... He was just playing last start, simple as that. I just want to forgive the last start because 1,400 metres is his trip. He's had 13 goes at 1,400 metres, placed in 10 of them, won seven of them. Blinkers go on first time. I think a bit of a faster track for him as well. Perhaps he just didn't handle, even though he's got a, a decent wet track record, he, he rated well down on that soft track last start. So back on a good track, um, Lockie Nindorf follows him over. He's got a terrific record on the horse as well. So... I just thought at uh, double figure odds plus, he might be a bit of a, a value play, but you've gone elsewhere. Yeah. It's weird that when you close your eyes and you think of this horse that you think of Gordon Richards and Damien Moyle. That's a strange thing to think of. I guess they train it, so it's probably pretty standard. Would it be a problem if I did, mate? No, it wouldn't, mate. We're <laughs> yeah, a good. fully inclusive podcast here at Two Units. <laughs> should know that. Unless you go to silent discos, you can piss off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, our Redonte for me uh, in this race, Sultan, um, SP 31 bucks first up. That was in the Doveton Stakes over 1,200. Completely defied market expectations. A real eye-catcher getting home for second behind Gennady, who was up on speed that day. Last 200 metres was one of the faster closing sectionals of the meeting. Uh, I think he'll come on plenty from that. He's a second up winner previously. Uh, looks a pretty good bet for me. Our Redonte, Maddie Cartwright in the saddle for Jerome Hunter in race number nine. And then we'll flick to race 10 because the boys, and this is a new, we'll, have to, we'll release this new graphic this week, Sicko Mines. We always see the Brad <laughs> Davidson and David Gately. Uh, Sicko or Tortured or something tortured like that. Mines, tortured yeah. Mines, We always yeah. see David Gately and Brad Davidson come up with their absolute cabbages and it says, <laughs> great mines. Gator's face is that red. <laughs> He's an athlete. He's just done a triathlon before that photo. And it comes out. uh, I'll tell you what, before we do that, yeah, we're going to be tortured minds. Um, (laughs) I'm filling in for Gator on Monday on RSN. So he does his post-mortem. And I've said I'm refusing to call it the post-mortem. It's going to be called Footy's Autopsy on Monday (laughs) And I don't think they're going to change the name, but that's what I'm just no. going to call it all segment. I refuse to call it the postmortem. Remember we had that issues. segment early days? We called it the horse topsy when we'd <laughs> yeah, review. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'll call it the horse topsy. Benny hey, Asgari he- likes this thing at Caulfield too. And I think he, I don't know if he's to- as tortured as us, but he might be a little bit tortured. Do I you guess you put- have to to be a, a, a pro punter. Should we put Benny Asgari's... Um, Photo in the tortured minds as well. Yeah, this maybe. Week, I reckon. Yeah. So, Footstree Law Ascari yeah, and the tortured minds are combining because we're with Jungle Gym Salts. Oh, yeah, we are. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Do you want to talk about him? Or? Yeah, why not? Mate, well, he's hopped in price. So, yeah. now, now he's at the. Pr- so, look, you could still back him because, look, we spoke about a, a couple of things, Caulfield. Fencing runner negative, so he's going to go forward from barrier one, but everything just has their price. And when the market went up, he simply just went up the wrong price. I, I'm actually of the opinion, like, I'm not going to be surprised if he comes through the run 
and he runs like he's half a run short. But when they put up 26 bucks, just the wrong price because he's a good horse. He, he was three wide, no cover in the Apache Cut first up at Cranbourne, 1,000 metres off 40 weeks. It's just short of his best. Taunting come through the race and won again at Ballarat. So, you know, he's chasing taunting Midwest and whatever. There's no tauntings on mid, Midwest here. This is not a strong race. What I like about him too, Salts, is if you mm. go and try and find the market fancies and the ones like Kin who are open for improvement second up, mm. they've drawn horrifically. So yeah. you can put like you can throw a you can throw a few um you can put a few, I guess, chinks in their armor, like when you look at those types and then you oh. you see Jungle Jim drawing drawing the paint and one and big price oh, every day. Yeah, look, I normally don't care about barriers from the shoot start, but perhaps we like when the rail's 10 metres um, mm. as well, so we'll see. But, you know, Kin's got a bit of Goldilocks about her, I reckon. She just sort of needs everything to be to to fall her way. She was unlucky first up, don't get me wrong. But anyway, Jungle Jim, he's a horse that's got a, a terrific second up record. He's a 1,200 metre horse and, and he does his best work when he's bowling along up on speed. Geordie Childs has a great record on him and... Uh, yeah, hopefully some tortured minds get rewarded in the last. <laughs> Love it. Unit. If someone had told me who's the who's the longest carryover champ in in twenty twenty three for the two units podcast. I probably wouldn't have said Golden Patty, but he is. There's a bit of a bit of scratching in that. There's been a layover week where we've had a mm. week off, but the weeks don't lie. Golden Patty's still here a month on, and uh, this is what the great man likes this week uh, for racing hearts. Um, and hopefully, we can build on close to three grand for them so far, Salts this season. Units, it's a uh, pleasure being on again this week as carryover champ, uh, and especially because it's the last episode of the year. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to head to Caulfield Race 4, number 8, running by. So I will have $200 the win on at $2.30, and the reason why I'll be doing that is uh, in its limited uh, career to date, it's had three preparations. It's resumed at a fairly moderate level each start before spiking massively second up. Um, second up last prep, it ran uh, second to waltz on by in the Bendigo Guineas. If you look at that race again, it was held up at the top of the straight. If it gets clear running, it probably wins the race and then we wouldn't be able to back it in a uh, benchmark 78 race on a Saturday. Uh, if you're looking for a uh, negative, um, the jockey, I don't really know too much about him, but racing and sports tells me he's had 10 rides in Australia um, for the Kieran and Ma Dave Eustace combination. He's had seven placings, so he's knocking on the door. Uh, he's also ridden this runner when it ran second to... Um, da, 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 um, south of Houston at uh, Sandown Lakeside. What it did that day is ran on very well from the back of the field when every single winner for the day uh, led and was on speed. Speed. So I don't think it's going to be a negative. Um, hopefully $2.30 is just a put-in takeout job and we can finish the um, the final race of the year with a bang. Cheers, guys. Go well and uh, have a good Christmas. Love your work, GP, running by there. His bet race number four at Caulfield. I'll tell you a little bit about the jockey, Dylan Brown McMonagall Salts is the young Irish hoop and I got to interview him the other day and he's a bloody impressive young guy, group one winning jock from Ireland, rode 17 stakes 
races in his first season and outrode his claim in a season. The guy's got some actual ability. So 17 stakes winners in his yeah, when he was still claiming. First season, yeah. yeah. And he outrode his claim in his first year. So he's a pretty impressive Jesus. operator. Yeah. He's come out here with Kiramar David Eustace. He's getting about five rides a week. So, And I think he's, yeah, eight placed from 10 starts. So if he doesn't ride his first winner before Saturday, he's going to win race four because – Tortured minds, Paddy. It's two units time and I'm with you. Race four, Phillies and Mares, benchmark 78, running by for me. And I'll echo everything you said, mate. I reckon she looks very well placed here, second up behind South of Houston, that run. Where South of Houston was able to dictate, so she got her own way up top throughout, which made it really hard to chase with the race shape against. But she was able to get home really well, 6.6 lengths inside benchmark for the last 600, I think. Looks really well positioned to eat up 1,400 metres, Paddy. So um, hopefully we shake hands. Hopefully we get that um, kitty really pushing that three grand mark for racing hearts for the end of season six because it's been a pretty nice season, Salts, for, for those guys. And, and we love the work. Um, we love the work that Lisa Coffey and, and the crew do out there. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think she's going to be hard to beat. I'm going to wait late. I'm just going to see what happens to the market. I'm, I'm hoping. I might get a better price. I don't want to take the 240, um, but I think that she's a very good winning chance. I'd be happy to take maybe 270 or 280. Um, but good horse. My best of the day. Let's let's just keep it straightforward. Um, we'll go back to Caulfield. He's handsome in the eighth. Simple as that. Race eight, number eight. He's handsome. I love it. Well, um, I'll get Footy's Multi out there tomorrow too. It's on fire at the moment, Footy's Multi. If, you, if you're taking the insurance option, you can't lose. Awesome. <laughs> well, everyone loves insurance companies. I'm a three out of four specialist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Tristan's going to start taking away that option soon because I'm pulling their pants down. That's <laughs> just one that gets away from me. That's just the one. Um, mate, that brings a close to season six and – you know, that's three more seasons than anything Mick Malloy's ever been in. <laughs> that's a great joke. <laughs> that's Classic, the, yeah. That's one of the greatest jokes. I was on the front time. bar, which is actually quite good. The front bar's got two people on it that I don't particularly love, and I still like the show. It's Name them. Interesting. And I'm you like Sam Fang. I like Sam Fang. <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, I don't like the Carlton no. supporter and I don't like the <laughs> Richmond supporter. Yeah, no, that, 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 that makes sense, mate. Um, hey, Salz, what are you up to? What, what's Christmas look like for you, mate? Uh, it's very family-orientated, mate. I'm a, I'm a family operator. I just catch up with my family and I've got a, some little bit of time off work. I'll just sort of potter around here, catch up with some mates and, and whatnot. How about you? You going back no, home? No, I'm staying in, staying in Melbourne this Christmas. Uh, I'll go back home. We're going on the races New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a course in the morning. Actually. In the morning, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Roaming foot. This is just a genuine conversation. Yeah. Maybe, we'll, <laughs> Maybe we'll take it off. Go on, we'll catch up with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, um, yeah. All right, I'll come. That sounds yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> hey, listeners, uh, hey, thanks so much for, um, for your engagement, your support, everything you do with getting around us for this year. We've... We have an absolute ball on this show um, and we wouldn't do it if you guys obviously didn't tune in and get around us because it'd get pretty boring pretty quickly, I reckon, especially the way that Salts and I, you know, we clearly don't get along with each other. So um, thanks heaps. We'll be back in the new year. Um, Salts is the scheduling operator. I'm pretty sure he's got the dates sorted out when we're back. Salts, got the calendar up in front of Yeah, I've got the calendar up in front of me. I just want to reiterate what you said as well about um, people tuning in. It's like... 
football and, and racing, it's only as good as the people that, that are watching. So, you know, the units don't exist without uh, people tuning in. So we certainly appreciate it. I know, we're back to fill up your stockings in January well, for Magic Millions, I reckon, anyway. So yeah. um, enjoy your Christmas. Uh, we'll catch you in January. Happy New Year. Great festive season. All that. Peace out. Stay safe. Is that flower sold? A little red wine.